All right, y'all. So now that we're jumping back into part two, after we have asked some questions, it's time to go ahead and get down to the nitty gritty. You know what I'm saying? So let's go ahead and get into it. So with the origin of a lot of these pagan beliefs, you have Mesopotamia, ancient Egypt, India, Greece, and Rome, right? So with that being said, let's talk about where these different places are and how they became to be, what their beliefs are, different things like that, right? So Mesopotamia is the Bible birthplace, which means that a lot of the events that happened in the Bible happened in Mesopotamia. However, do we know where the current Mesopotamia is? It's in Iraq. Brown people live in Iraq. Let's remember that. Ancient Egypt, um, plagues, Moses, idol worshiping. That happened in Egypt. Egypt is in Africa. Africa has brown and black people. India, where the Jews were persecuted, where Hadassah, Queen Esther, became queen of Persia. Greece, a lot of Greek philosophers were born there. Greek mythology, born there, which is also called Hellenism. Rome, the location where Jesus was crucified and the location where Christianity was adopted for political gain. I'm going to say it again. The location where Christianity was adopted for political gain. That's a very big factor when it comes to why people believe what they believe about Christianity. Why people think what they think about Christianity. That's the main factor. Um, I also want to talk about the fact that Greek and Roman history played a huge part into philosophy, into astrology, into astro well, astro I did say astrology, I'm sorry, astrology and a lot of other different pagan and unholy beliefs, right? So with that being said, let's go ahead and get into the big ball players that I believe changed the game for the world. My brother Plato, let's bring him out. Y'all remember Plato in history class? He was a Greek philosopher born in Athens during the classical period in ancient Greece. He founded the Platonist school of thought and the academy, the first institution of quote unquote higher learning on the European continent. Now, my brother Philo, he gonna come out to play a little bit too. Philo was born in 15 BC. 15 BC. He is a Hellenistic Jewish philosopher. For those of you who do not know, Hellenism is the belief of what? Greek gods, the practice of idolizing and worshiping Greek gods, the practice of idolizing and praying to what? The gods. Now, with that being said, what was Philo's beliefs? He did not consider God similar to heaven, the world, or man. 
his God existed neither in time nor space and had no human attributes or emotions. Doesn't that sound like the universe? That's what that sound like to me. But my question is, is how did he become a Jewish philosopher with a Hellenistic mindset? How did that happen? Because last time I checked, Jewish people believe that there's only one God and he established a covenant, the special agreement with the Jews. And then their God communicates to believers through prophets and rewards good deeds while also punishing evil. Most Jews believe that their Messiah hasn't come yet, but one day will. Now, the Christian belief is that God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit are all one being, but they have three separate tasks to do. Um, So with that being said, that's a little bit more of a, a smaller breakdown, right? However, I would like to say and point out that 10 years after Philo was born, he got into the Hellenistic philosophy. He got into worshiping and praying to false gods. With that being said, he also had a period where he was influencing the people of Greece into believing the Hellenistic and Jewish beliefs together, combining those two beliefs and influencing the other people around him to believe in those two beliefs at the same time. That opens the door to what? Dualism. Dualism is the separation of two things into it of one thing into two. I'm sorry. So with dualism, it's not the fact that my mind and my body are the same. My mind and my body are two separate things. My, my soul and my spirit are two separate things. That's what dualism is. Unlike other people that they believe that my whole body is one. My mind is one with my body. My soul is one with my body. My spirit is one with my body. They separate it separately. Now, with that being said, let's go ahead and jump into Rome. Like I said, they were what? Against Jesus because they believed that he was going to stop their fun, right? Roman beliefs were similar to Greek beliefs. And let's go ahead and get that that one little simple answer that we need. So that way everybody knows the Roman Empire was primarily polytheistic, which meant that people recognize and worship multiple gods and goddesses. Despite the presence of monotheistic religions, i.e. Christianity, excuse me, sorry, despite the presence of monotheistic religions within the empire, such as Judaism and early Christianity, Romans honored multiple deities. So even with the son of God walking around the streets, even with the Jews walking around the streets, the Romans and the Greeks still believed that they should be worshiping multiple gods. All right, y'all. So with the Romans believing that they should still be worshiping multiple gods, that brings us into the history of Rome. What I can say is, is that with the crucifixion of Christ happening in 30 AD, we see that one of two things happened. We see that Jesus, the Messiah, the son of God was being struck down and rising again three days later. And we also see that the Jews and the Christians were still being persecuted. The Jews and the Gentiles, AKA the Christians were still being persecuted 
throughout history from the moment of his re- of his resurrection to current day. Now, Rome won its empire by force, but to control a vast empire, it needed to win the cooperation of its subjects. The people in the eastern part of the empire, Greece, Asia Minor, i.e. India, Middle East, i.e. Mesopotamia, i.e. Iraq, and Egypt had already been deeply influenced by Greek civilization. That goes back to what? The Philo and the Plato era. Now, Rome recognized and honored this civilization, allowing Greek to continue as the language of educated people in this part of the empire. To all its subject people, Rome granted religious tolerance as long as they honored Roman gods. So they tolerated what they respectively believed in as long as they were still worshiping their gods, right? The religions that Rome had the most problem with were monotheistic. And what was monotheistic? It's believing in one God. And what were the Romans? Polytheistic. They were believing in Hellenism, the practice and worshiping of multiple gods and goddesses. Judaism and Christianity threatened Romans' belief. Because of these religions, they believed that there was just one God, which Rome considered a matter of showing loyalty. So they were being disrespectful to the Roman belief. These religions tested Romans' tolerance. And Rome had good reason to tolerate the Jewish religion because, one, they wanted to keep the people of Judea from revolting. Now, the problem with this was, is that even though, even though that the Romans saw that the Judeans would not revolt, they still realized that Christianity was still a religion. And this came around 30 AD, you guys. This came around the crucifixion of Christ. So you could tolerate the Jews because they also did not tolerate us. But now we're coming into understanding the timeline. Yet when Romans first became aware of Christianity around 30 AD, It did nothing to stop it. Thinking this sect might weaken the the bothersome Jewish religion, Emperor Tiberius asked the Senate to legalize the Christian faith and declare Christ a Roman God. I'm sorry, Mr. Tiberius, but Christ is not a Roman God. He don't have no nationality. The Senate refused back in 30 A.D., They refused. Instead, it pronounced Christianity to be an illegal superstition, a crime under Roman law. So not only did they not want Christ a part of the Roman history, they didn't want Christ a part of any history, which is why they were trying to make it extinct, allowing it to be illegal, calling it a superstition. Now, even though Christ Christianity has been officially illegal, they also realized that 283 years later, what did they decide to do? They decided to adopt Christianity. And who decided to adopt Christianity? Emperor Constantine. In 313 AD, Christianity was the main religion of Rome. 
In 313 AD, Christianity was made the main religion of Rome. So after all of your ancestors have passed away back in 30 AD, moving on into 300 AD, you now decide as a country, we're going to turn our heads from the fact that we believe that Christianity was illegal to creating it into a political plan against the empire. Does that make sense? Creating Christianity as the main relief of Rome turned Rome into the most powerful city in the world. Emperor Constantine reigned over a major transition in the Roman Empire from 280 AD to 337 AD. Y'all, I don't really understand what's not clicking. What's not clicking, Stephen? So, now that we have learned that, right? We learned that in 30 AD, the Romans persecuted Christ. The Romans crucified Christ. And the Jews didn't even like us to begin with. To now moving 283 years later that you are now utilizing my religion, my belief, my relationship with God as a political propaganda. Hence the term white man's religion. Because last time I checked, people in Iraq are brown. People in Egypt are brown. People in India are brown. But yet and still, when Jesus walked the streets in those three main places... You called it a white man's religion. I'm sorry. I think you picked a specific moment in history and decided to utilize that one thing. You know how like people read the Bible and they want to use that one scripture, but they forget to read three verses up and three verses down in order to understand the context of that one scripture they decided to use. Kind of like how when the, um, the people of Herod, under his rule and the Pharisees decided to deceive Jesus and they wanted to go against him back in Matthew 2020 or Matthew 22. And they were asking him about Caesar. Yeah. Y'all forgot Jesus was around during Caesar's reign. And as we all know, like me and my father talked about yesterday, Caesar is a title. Caesar is not a specific person. Okay. That's just like the Dalai Lama in Hinduism or Buddhism, I believe. The Dalai Lama is not a specific person. The Dalai Lama is a title. Now, it says, and I will read it because I know a lot of people are curious. I will read Matthew 22. It says, but Jesus, aware of their malice, said, why put me to the test, you hypocrites? Show me the coin for the tax. And they brought him the denarius, the denarius. I think that's how you say it. The denarius. Now, after reading verse 18 and verse 19, it says in verse 20, he asked them, whose image is this and whose inscription? They replied, Caesar's. Then he said to them, so give back to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God's. Y'all, if that means anything to me, they talk about taxes. And we already know that when we're talking about paying the church, we pay God 10% of what we owe of what we earn. 
If I get $100, 10 of those dollars need to go to God for the enhancement and the glorification of his kingdom, not to go into my pastor's pockets. And out of everybody who sits here and talks about where that 10% goes, if it is not going into the enhancement of the kingdom, a.k.a. the enhancement of the church, property that goes into the church, projects that go out of the church like missionary work, your church ain't doing it right. My church, we sit there and we have financial meetings with the entire member. All bodies of the church come and we talk about our finances and where the money went and how we handled it and blah, blah, blah. Not one of them dollars went into Pastor Apostle Carolyn Thomas's pocket. So with that being said, let's move on. Let's move on. Because y'all, we about to get into it. We about to get into it. It said in 395 A.D., This is way after Constantine had already created the Constantinople. Emperor Thaddeus made Christianity Rome's new state religion. So yet again, we have another Roman who decided that we should use Christianity for what? Political propaganda. So it says Christians who had so long been the defensive turning, turned to attacking the pagan religion. They closed the temples and banned sacrifices to pagan gods. So it sounds like to me, the people that was really mad was the ones that couldn't worship their multiple gods no more. The Hellenistic believers, the demonic spirit worshipers. And you know, If we really want to be honest, in today's times, it's those exact people that have a problem with Christians opening their mouths in the first place. Oh, who are you to say that this is wrong and this is right? Well, who are you to say what you're thinking is wrong and right, sweetie? That's what I want to know. Y'all come back for part four. We're going to go ahead and get into philosophy. I'm so excited to go ahead and get this down and done. Part four of a line coming to you soon. Let's go.